Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this We shine. Good morning, up. y'all. We we are up. Yes, we, we are, are up. up. We are up. We are up. <laughs> Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. And good morning. It's Nails. Well, Nails, uh, you know, Philly, how you doing? Jersey, how you doing? We got some stuff for you because this is how the show goes. We got the Black Urant News. I guess I'm trying to be jovial because I know that we got to talk about some real serious stuff. Uh we got to talk about the three UVA football players who were killed. And uh, it's just, I just can't imagine being a parent and getting that phone call. So we're, we're going to talk about that. Also, uh, completely unrelated, scientists may have found Cleopatra's tomb mm. in Egypt. So you know what? We're going we're gonna to change the vibe out of that and get into some stuff going on over in the Valley of the Kings. Uh, and um, a listener has a question for us, Nails. You have a oh, question for us. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. And we are going to try our very best to answer. Y'all be loving to come in my DMs for advice. So now you come into the show for advice. It just makes <laughs> sense. It's a natural progression. I also took my mom to see Wakanda Forever this weekend. And I will share our exciting experience. So we got a lot to stick around for this first hour of the day. Stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seal Said It. And where can they give us a call, Nails? Right now, 855-AMANDA-8. You might hear yourself on the show later today. At 855 262 Happy Hump Day We're listening, we're laughing and we're learning together It's the Amanda Seal Show Welcome back right here to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. Time for some Blackurate news. And today is kind of unfortunate kicking it off. So a suspect is is in custody uh, in the University of Virginia shooting that left three members of a football team dead. The student success suspected in the shooting at the UVA campus uh, was supposedly a former athlete on the team and uh, the individuals who lost their lives were on the team. And uh, apparently during the press conference that the uh, UVA chief of police was giving, he found out that the suspect had been identified, Christopher Darnell Jones, and was in custody. And this happened on a school bus. This happened on a bus outside of the camp, on the campus, outside of the Performing Arts Building. They had all went on a trip to go see a play. Uh, There hasn't been any... Um, information released on what actually sparked the situation but gunfire was reported in the parking garage and uh, the victims are identified as Deshaun Perry Devin Chandler and Lavelle Davis and we send our heartfelt condolences and love and light out to their friends and family this is an incredibly tragic moment and you know what we send our heartfelt love and light to Car- Christopher Darnell Jones's Jr.'s 
friends and family because to yeah. find out that someone that you know is involved in such a heinous crime is also incredibly heartbreaking. So, you know, all these brothers really just, it's, it's devastating. So, super. you know, we're going to keep our eyes open on what happens as that develops. Let's talk about something else that has nothing to do with what we got going on here in the present. <laughs> Cleopatra! <laughs> okay, <laughs> so... <laughs> there was a tunnel discovered beneath an Egyptian temple that may lead to the long-lost Cleopatra's tomb. An archaeologist says that this could be the biggest finding, historical finding of our lifetime. Kathleen Martinez at the University of Santo Domingo has been searching for the lost tomb of Cleopatra for nearly 20 years, and now she believes that she has made a pivotal breakthrough. So she's hoping to, like, you know, dig this up. And, okay, here's the thing, y'all. She done dedicated 20 years to this, and I get it, okay? This is big. This is big. But also, do we need to dig it up, right? Do, do we, have we not seen enough films, enough movies, The Mummy? You know, even, even Jurassic Park. Like, do we need to bring it back? It had its time. I feel like you don't want to mess with Auntie Cleopatra's stuff. It's like going and, like, <laughs> you know, when you used to go to your grandma's house or, or you go to Auntie's house and it's that one room that you just don't touch. Yes. Yeah, don't do it. That's I like I that. That's what going right now. Yes, I like tomb. that. I think there's something to be said for like, oh, we found it. Great, look. And then like in the books, it can say that Kathleen Martinez found it and that's that. But I don't know, the digging up of things, it always just feels like this need to say, look what we got. And it's more about like ego than actual study. But who who knows? I think, you know, Cleopatra, she was a queen of her time. She was definitely um, not one to be toyed with. So I don't know that we want to toy with her tomb. You feel me? You feel me? (laughs) Now, some people, the question is, some people feel like, oh, you know, was Cleopatra a black woman? Was Cleopatra? Listen, the verdict is kind of out, y'all. Cleopatra's actual uh, mother and father situation is still up for grabs. And some say that she was actually like the child of a brother and sister. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some say that that her mother was actually um, a slave woman that worked in the palace grounds and that her father was uh, one of the Europeans. So it's still up for grabs. So I know some people are always mad because like Cleopatra is so often played by a white woman, but I think at the end of the day, she is not Nefertiti, who absolutely was a sister, okay? All right, so we're always listening to your calls and your comments. You can give us a call at 855-AMANDA-8. That's one 855 And we got somebody that's got something on their mind, too. They're going to ask us a question, especially you, Amanda. They need some advice. <laughs> okay, I'm prepared. All right, it's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's the Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. Good morning. Now, we'd be giving out this number for y'all to call, and sometimes people need advice. So I'm going to call this segment, Put Amanda on the Spot, because Uh I am going to give advice in real time. I have never heard this call. This is the first time I'm hearing it, and I want to know, what do y'all want to know from me and Nails? Go! What's on my mind is, I can't figure out why these low-down, dirty men want to be called men, but don't want to do the manly duties that they're supposed to be doing. 
I just, I just want them to make it make sense, you know? Like, simple stuff. Taking out the trash. Give me a massage. You know, stuff like that. You know? That's what's on my mind. And then expect to get, you know, well, some phone at the end of the night. But then do nothing to earn that. That's crazy to me. <laughs> okay, I've got my thoughts on this. I think that, first of all, some of that isn't about just being man, a man. That's just about being a partner, right? Like you're giving in the relationship. You want the other person to also give in the relationship. This other person in the relationship, you know, wants things from you that you provide. So there's things that you want them to do and provide. And I think sometimes we make that about gender roles, but that's really simply about just like what type of person are you? What type of values do you have? What type of integrity do you bring to a relationship? I think sometimes we actually let folks off the hook when we make it like a man thing or a woman thing because it's really just a person thing. It ain't got nothing to do with being a man or a woman. Taking out the trash is not a gender-based activity. Like, <laughs> but, but if you're in a partner then there's expectations you know what I'm saying like I will say like in my house I feel like me and Devon we have like specific things that both of us have kind of taken up the mantle to do like he's gonna change the filters he tall that makes Mm -hmm. sense you know what I'm saying but I am going to do my part to um what do I be doing I'm very I'll be changing I'll be changing the sheets I'll be changing I'm always gonna make sure that the comforters and the, the 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 room is always nice and we each have our roles We each have our things that we take on. And I think that's really what it is. So I don't think it's about him being a low down, dirty man. I think he's just not a good partner. Yeah, that's the way to put it, because I I, just like he said, taking out the trash. I don't think that's necessarily just our job. That's just a person job. Like who in their right mind would want to let trash just pile up in their place, male or female? And. With the massages. Now, I do have a friend who actually <laughs> was just telling me the same situation with him and his wife. He's like, man, I'm always giving her massages. I'm always doing this, doing that. Bruh, she'll fix the food and leave it on the stove and tell me dinner ready. She won't even fix a plate for me, right? She won't even massage me. But I'm like, okay, well, I'm sorry, bro, but I'm not in your relationship. And I'm not trying to tell you how to run your relationship. But I will say, talk to your wife. There it is. People can't <laughs> read your mind. <laughs> Closed mouths don't get fed, my brother. Or getting his mouth massaged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're me. Well, we love giving y'all advice and we love taking your calls. So make sure you give us a call at 1 855 Amanda 8. That is 1 855-262-6328. And I can't wait to tell you all more about when I took my mom to see Wakanda Barava this weekend. So make sure you stick around. I'm going to tell you all about it next on The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. Make sure you follow us on all socials at Seals Said It. Now, coming up next hour, some brothers went viral for the worst reason. <laughs> they went viral after saying that black women don't want to date them because they aren't thug enough. When will y'all learn to stop trying black women, particularly on these internets with these dumb <laughs> thought processes? This is such a mess and I can't wait to hear what Nail's got to say about this right here. <laughs> we will be back to break all of this damn, breaking on damn, 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 damn when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We we up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No, we shaking up the system. 
Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And I am Nails. That's our cup of coffee right there. We up. It gets us there. It gets us there. <laughs> now, coming up this hour, we got to talk to you about uh, R&B legend Roberta Flack. She announces that she has ALS, and we want to talk about how that affects her voice, so stick around for that. Also want to talk about Michael Jordan's 31-year-old son, keep up with this, is dating Scottie Pippen's 48-year-old ex-wife. Yeah, you know that gif where the white lady is confused with the math because it's not—it's like floating around her and she's trying to make it make sense? That's how I felt reading that headline. And so we're going to break that down for you when we get back. Also, these brothers went viral for saying they aren't thuggish enough for the black women out here. So we are absolutely going to dig into that because you know I love digging into some BS. And you know what? I brought in a special guest to talk about that as well. So make sure you stick around to find out who I've got on the topic. We also got your big up let down for the day. So you know you want to know where the blows went, where the props went. We're going to discuss all this and more. So stay connected with us. Right now on social media at Seal Said It on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that's at Seal Said It. Or just call us, all right? 1 855 262 6328. That's 1 855 Amanda 8. Listen, laugh, learn. It's <laughs> the Amanda Seal Show. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm giving you a smooth voice right now. Welcome back. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda you, Seals. Wh- I'm Nails. Why, why, you, why you want to be so smooth? I'm being so smooth because we're going to talk about Roberta Flack. And Roberta Flack had such a smooth voice, okay? She was giving you jazz, but she was giving you R&B. She was giving you soul. And a representative for her announced Monday that the Grammy Award-winning musician has ALS, which is commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease, and she unfortunately mm-hmm. can no longer sing. And I just know as a vocalist that it is incredibly crushing to not be able to sing. Like I had um I had cat I had uh nodes on my vocal cords and I couldn't sing for like a year and a half. And I I feel like a lot of the reason I ended up having a nervous breakdown was for many other things, but I also feel like because I couldn't like sing and that was my place of joy that it really like took me there faster. So I, I wanna mm. send my love out to to Roberta Flack because I think it's it's already just incredibly crushing to get such a diagnosis, but then to also have your voice, your gift taken away, uh, is a doozy. And we have to make sure that we listen to all the Roberta Flack songs we can uh, to remember how beautiful her voice was. So does Lou Gehrig's disease, and forgive me for being ignorant on this, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, if, if it affects your voice? It can. I think the way that it's progressed for her has made it impossible to sing and mm. not easy to speak. Um, gotcha. So there's that. But we are going to be treated to Roberta, a feature-length documentary debuting at the Doc Film Festival, at the Doc NYC Film Festival. So we're going to get a chance to still uh, get our taste and our dose of the great Ms. Roberta Flack. So she's not she's not silenced, even though her voice is not with us anymore. And, and for those of us uh, who, who are listening right now who don't know some of these classics that Roberta Flack sang, just 
the strum in my pain with his fingers. That's Roberta Flack. The original, that is Roberta Flack. Yes. And her <laughs> duets with Donny Hathaway are mwah. So if you want to check out the documentary, make sure you go to PBS. It'll be on American Masters, airing January 24th. Next topic. I don't know what's going on with people. Larsa Pippen, 48 is the ex-wife of Scottie Pippen, and she's dating Marcus Jordan. That's right, Jordan Jordan, 31. She watched him grow up. This is creepy. I... (laughs) This is creepy. Now, I know some people may be like, okay, but the other day, you was talking about Cher, and she's in her 70s, and she's with a dude that's in his 30s. I'm not saying that this is creepy because of the age. This is creepy because she knew him when he was like out of her age range and now she's dating him. It, that's not creepy. Am I bugging? That's not creepy. I, I don't think you bugging. Uh, shout out to Marcus, by the way. I know him personally. He's in Orlando, UCF <laughs> alumni. Um, <laughs> uh, has the trophy room in downtown Orlando. And it, I mean, Miss Pippen, too. I've seen them before, but I never Ooh. thought anything about Ooh. it because, you know, all of them with the T. always party together down at Live Nightclub in Miami. Like, Look at you see the these tea. type of things before, and then all of a sudden, uh oh. Let me but shout out to Marcus. Up in the mix. No, don't, don't, don't come down <laughs> and talk about shout out to Marcus. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying shout out to Marcus because, like, it's like, Yo, live your life, but it's still I do I do get what you're saying, Amanda. It's like you know, this lady has watched this little kid grow up and little yucky. Oh, I will say this: if it was reverse, predatory, people would be jumping down that man's throat. Absolutely. So you know, I was about to say something, but I'm not gonna say it. But don't 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 yeah, too early. I won't. <laughs> It's too early. You are right. Uh, You know what? Let's just move on because coming up next, we got two black men who say that they can't find a sister because they're not thuggish enough. Well, we're going to discuss and I'm going to bring in somebody else to chime in on this topic. So make sure you stick around to find out who that's going to be. It's the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We've been chilling all morning right here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. And I'm her homeboy, Nails. And these are men who would not be my homeboys. So these brothers put up a video that, by the way, has since been deleted because I guess it was getting too much heat. But they (laughs) said that they still struggle to attract black women because they don't have the quote-unquote thug look. They said their appearance Mm. attracts white women and Latinas. Let's hear what they had to say. What is Thug Maxing in regards to a black man and his dating life? Like, what does that mean? Lil Dirk, King Von, y'all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nah, dating life, I would say the closer you fit to whatever the celebrity, the, the current rappers, like I said, Lil Dirk, uh, what's the other dude? Quando Rondo, all those dudes. Mm-hmm. The closer you fit to what that's, that stereotype, you like some girls will be, they, they'll just be down, especially black chicks. I was about to they say. They like that I, I think that mostly attracts black chicks. They, I don't know yeah. what it is, bro, but they like that. They, mm-hmm. they don't like when a dude has it together. Like, I, I don't want to cut. Look, yeah, yeah, bro, and I don't want to say that because it sounds like I'm yeah. trying to bash. I'm not bashing black women, but it just is what it is. Yeah, that's been my experience. I attract I the most Latinas and white girls. Mm-hmm. That's what I attract. Yeah, same, same. Mm. So, you know, Nails, I could talk about this, you could talk about this, we could talk about this. But instead, I wanted to bring in a very good friend of mine to talk about this. You may have known him from my podcast. You may know him from my content on YouTube, etc. And you all will learn him here at the Amanda Seals Show. Please meet my good friend coming out of the Bronx, New York. 
MC Checkaho. Yo, what's good? What's good? What's good, y'all? What's good, yo, Amanda? Congratulations on the show. I really feel like you and Nails. Yo, Nails, my mans. What's good, bro? What's good? What's poppin', Yo, beat? yo, I rock with y'all heavy, yo. I feel like y'all doing something real special here on the show. But what I don't feel like is special is what these fools is talking about, yo. You sound like simps. All right. Ooh. You sound like cornballs. You sound like dudes that talk to each other about your waves. All right. I really feel like this is a situation where you got two cats that really don't understand black women. And that's really the problem. It's not that black women ain't attracted to you or it's that you all ain't got to say to black women that's attracting them to you. That's really what it is. You think black women don't want to be with you because you don't got tats on your face? That's what you think? You think black women don't want to be with you all because your Tim's is laced up too tight and you're choking up your shins? Is that what you think? You think black women don't want to be with you because you ain't walking around here with a fake bulletproof vest like little Uzi Vertical and all of that? Is that what you think? Because that's crazy, B. That's crazy. And I'm going to tell you right now, stop making generalizations about groups of women like that. Every time you do that, you get yourself in a situation. And that's why y'all took the video down. Because y'all was wildin'. <laughs> Shout out to my daughter, who is a black woman. Hello, baby. I love you. Your pop can come home. We're going to watch Doc McStuffins. I just got to finish the show real quick. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> but back to the show, I just want to wrap this up by saying, yo, if you's a man, I If you's a man... Then what you understand is that women are attracted to you because of you. It ain't got nothing to do with little dirt, little fiscal returns, little homie Yamin. <laughs> None of them got nothing to do with you. Get your act together. Get something to talk about. And you know what? Make sure you clean and you got your you got your shit on swole. You gonna be good. Don't be listening to these cats. They just embarrassed because they probably don't know how to get their act together. And now they mad that the chicks already know what's really good and don't want to waste their time. Word is That's born. your man's MC Checkaho <laughs> checking in. Thank you all for giving me the, the platform to do this. Shout out to the whole y'all mean out there. I'll be back one day soon telling y'all more farts, all right? Word is born. Have a good one, y'all. Good morning to you. <laughs> MC Checkaho, everybody. <laughs> I love MC Checkaho. He always be getting us together. He always gets us together. And I, you know, it, all these cats be having podcasts, and I feel like MC Checkaho is the only cat who should have a podcast. And it should just be called The Next <laughs> with a Podcast. That's what it should be called. <laughs> so thank y'all uh, for showing love to MC Checkaho. I really feel like this whole situation is silly, but I would love to hear what you guys have to say about it because I know y'all got thoughts. Is there any truth to this? I, I don't know. I haven't been on the dating scene in quite some time, but is there any truth to this? Please call us up at 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-262-6328. Are y'all really only rocking with the cats if they've got the thuggish, runkish bone? <laughs> Let us know. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. And his nails right here. Good morning. It is time for a big up let down. Okay. And uh, I really like this big up today. This is very, it's very different. So I don't know if y'all are a Glorilla fan. F and F. You know what I'm saying? F-U-C-M-A. 
First of all, I ain't never met an artist from Memphis that I didn't like. So there's that, uh, at least music wise. And so I really enjoy seeing Glorilla's rise. But she speaks about how she actually manifested this. She went on the twits and said, me, TZ, and Keela did a 60-day clan start, and let me do it in her voice, did a 60-day clan start March 1st of this year, <laughs> which was supposed to be over May 1st because we said we couldn't go into 2022 the same way we did last year. We said something got to give, six exclamation points. So we said for 60 days, no clubbing, no alcohol, we had to exercise Monday through Friday for an hour and drink water and had to make most of our day consists of figuring out a way to get money. I made FNF April 20th and dropped it April 29th, which left two days until the sister day cleanse was over. Uh, shrugging emoji. Interesting she uses white girl emojis, but that's another conversation. Safe to say, <laughs> something most definitely gave. The clans work. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I say all this to say when you set goals and stand on business, it's literally nothing that can stop you. All caps, six exclamation points. Anyways, life's great. Ah, nah. That's a great promo for a project. Like, I manifested y'all buying this project. <laughs> One, you nailed her accent and her voice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Two, thank you. shout out to Glow. I had the opportunity to interview her. And, and when I say, like you said, you have never met an artist from Memphis that you did not like. Her energy is just so contagious and her authenticity. I think right. it's just something about, yep. like, you know, just being real and being honest and just being you, man. It's Shout out to Glorilla. She reminds me of the girl who lived down the street that everybody knows in the neighborhood. Yeah. That is trying to go after goals and everybody in the neighborhood want to see her achieve it because they love her. Like, that's Glorilla. Well, she's getting it. And I love and this. Go ahead. And she's a Grammy-nominated artist, by the way. Yesterday, Woo! the uh, well, what was it? Tuesday, the Grammy nominees came out, and she is a nominated artist. So congratulations Congrats! to Big Glow. Congrats! Yes! And I hope <laughs> other people, you know, take notice of just this process that she went through because I think some of us don't realize that, like, we just get into a cycle of things, and we got to just... Chick, make, we got to make a drastic change in order to get a drastic change. And yes. that's exactly what she got. Yep. So shout out to Glorilla. Big up, well, big now up. it's time we get into our... Let down. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> this is the voice I wanted. Oh, Lord. <laughs> now it's time we get into our... Let down. Wah, wah. <laughs> well, yo, he tried. Biden tried to give that federal student loan debt relief, but it has been halted again by appeals court. <laughs> this the irony of that. I just got an email yesterday from Navient and uh, telling me that my forbearance is over. So it's no. about time me to start paying again soon. <laughs> well, you know you got a new job just on time. Hello. <laughs> Look at God. Mm. <laughs> So apparently the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, which to my knowledge is a court with a judge that was appointed by Agent Orange, uh, granted an injunction sought by six Republican-led states that argued Biden exceeded his presidential authority when he cited COVID-19 as a national emergency in order to cancel student loan debt for millions of borrowers. Y'all. Why do they want to stop this so bad? I genuinely don't understand, but I will give you this glimmer of hope, okay? There is a chance 
the program could be revived. The administration can appeal the decision to the Supreme Court, though it's unclear how the court's conservative majority would rule. So, you know, we know that the Supreme Court ain't, ain't been on nobody's good side that's about some good things. And Republicans wonder why Gen Z ended up voting the way they did in this past election. I mean, you want to put kids in student loan debt? For no reason. Like, they're not even giving a like legitimate reason. Like, this is why we don't want to do it. So let's see. The appeals court reversed a lower federal court decision that ruled the six plaintiff states, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and South Carolina, failed to establish standing in order to bring the challenge. But, mm. you know, we'll see what happens. I hope this happens for everybody who has student loans out there. I'm not one of those people who paid off my loans. Is like, well, if I pay mine, y'all got to pay yours. I, I, don't, I don't believe in that. I really hope that without student loan debt, we get more people who get to be students and get to elevate uh, educationally. And that to me is an incredibly important part to this country turning the corner, which is probably exactly why they don't want people to get their student loan debt reversed. Bingo. All right. That is today's Big Up Let Down. Make sure you join us tomorrow to find out what or who's going to get the props or what or who's going to get the blows. And make sure you hit us up on our socials to let us know if you agree with who gave the prop, who got the props and who got the blows. All right. So make sure you go to at Seals Set It in order to do that. That's what you got to do. Coming up next, we're going to actually check in with you on the phone lines. So make sure you keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's your man Nails right here. And Amanda Seals, of course. By the way, we got our social media wide open. Make sure you check in with us. Tap in anywhere, anytime. At Seals Said It on all of our social media platforms. Now, yesterday on the show, we discussed this racist AF teacher in Texas who told his students with a straight face that he believes his race is superior. This triggered a lot of you, as I knew it would, because it triggered me. And you gave us a call at one eight five five amanda That's 855-262-6328. And uh, Rhonda was one of the folks that chimed in, and I want to hear what Rhonda mm. got to say. I formerly worked in a school district. I work with kids, but I formerly worked in a school district where... I actually had to leave the district because I would have ended up fired or imprisoned. The way they treated our children, and I mean blatantly, it's a very known um, school district, MPA, which Ridley School District, just to put it out there. And the topic that you spoke on, it's like daily there, every single day. She kept it 100. She said, I would have either got fired or incarcerated. Like, that's how maddening it was. I think a lot of people don't really realize this because they think it's just happening at their school. But this is a nationwide problem because racism is a nationwide problem. And for so many folks, they don't get challenged, right? And so many teachers are just being wildly racist, also forceful with students, right? Because we know that we have these... Uh, Cops that are in schools that be doing too much, too. And yep. a lot of times, parents don't even know this is going on. A lot of kids don't even feel comfortable telling their parents they're afraid they're going to get in trouble. You know, so there's a lot that has to be bridged in terms of the way that our kids come to us and tell us about what's going on in these school settings. Because these authority figures oftentimes are misusing their authority. 
Absolutely. Coming up, we got more on this when we get back. Uh, and Nails, when we talk about it later, I want to definitely hear from you about what your experience was at an HBCU and what made you want to go to an HBCU because I know that you was dealing with this kind of mess in Florida because I was too. So stick around for that. We're going to dig back into this right here and take more of your calls. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda here. <laughs> Nails is already laughing because I'm singing. Because <laughs> you always sing. When you sing, you can tell like the mood you're in because you're singing. Honestly, you can't really tell the mood you're in because you're always singing. I mean, I'm a jolly broad. Look what I get to do every day. Like this is so magical to me. It's so awesome that I get to get y'all some Black Era news air morning. Uh, in today's Black Era news, we're going to talk about some good travel news. <laughs> I know a lot of y'all have been struggling with these airlines because they have definitely been on one, but they're going to have to pony up, a.k.a. genuine style. Come on in, let's do it. <laughs> Pay that money back to you. And we're going to talk about that. Also, this guy never ceases to amaze me with the wackness. Did you know that when he was president, Agent Orange, a.k.a. Donald Trump, was oh, charging God. foreign officials $10,000 a night to stay this at his hotel? <laughs> We're going to talk more about that. Also, we're going to talk about my dog, my homie, Iron Man himself, the legendary Ghost Dini. Ghostface Killer shares a story about a fight with the Delphonics. Plus, I will share my own wild hip-hop story. And it's not about the Delphonics. It's about Dipset. So we got a lot to discuss and more when we come back. All right. Make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms. I'm seeing Germantown on the check-in. We're seeing some Jersey checking in, too, on our IG, on our story. So tag us at Seal Set It, okay? At Seal Set It on all social media platforms. Plus, you can call us at 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. Good morning. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back right here to the Amanda Seals Show. We've got some Black Urit news for you. I'm Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. So, okay. Airline travel has been a mess Hell. since the pandemic, right? <laughs> like, and, you know, I get it. Like, things had to get back into the mix and people had to work it out. But the airlines got bailed out. They got a lot of bread and they have used a lot of bread uh, from people and now they're being forced to pay more than $600 million in refunds to passengers from these pandemic woes. So basically um, there were hundreds of thousands of passengers who had flights canceled or flights were changed at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. And Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, it is Buttigieg, right? It's Buttigieg. It yeah. never feels right when I say it, though. It always feels like, <laughs> nope, you missed something there. Pete Buttigieg 
at, at the head of the Department of Transportation announced on Monday that they're going to have to pay up. Uh, and at the same time, that federal regulators are going to be cracking down on half a dozen airlines who skirted rules, which determine when mm. refunds are issues. Now, you know, yo, you, Nails, when we fly, there's like a language of rules that you have to learn. For instance, I want to make sure that y'all know if there is a weather issue, the airline does not have to pay for your hotel. The airline does not have to pay for your food. If there is a weather issue that prevents your flight from going anywhere, that's on you to do that. Now, if it's a mechanical issue, then they do have to pay for your hotel. They do have to pay for your food. If an airline breaks your luggage, they have to replace your luggage. So take a picture of it file a claim and they will literally send you a catalog. I know Delta does this. They'll send you a catalog and it has like good luggage in it and you can choose from the luggage that they have to replace. These are just a couple of things that I've learned from flying that I just think a lot of people don't know. And so a lot of people feel like they just got to like take an L. Now, Biden came out and said that these hidden airline fees disproportionately affect people of color. And in true people being never happy about anything, folks is like, well, why he got to bring us up? Why he... Listen, but he said, you know, some airlines, if you want six more inches between you and the seat in front, you pay more money. And you know that, like when you're in like a certain row section, if you pay, you got to pay like six dollars just to have a little bit more feet, a little bit, a couple more inches. And it's not even anything that's going to change you, change your situation. But you don't know it until you purchase your ticket. And uh, he said these are junk fees, they're unfair, and they hit marginalized Americans the hardest, especially low-income folks and people of color. Now, let me just point this out to, to folks. When he says that, what he's saying is that we live in a country where economically the infrastructure and the institutionalization of racism in this country always will adversely affect marginalized group like brown and black people. So when you have a scenario where corporations are taking advantage of people, then intersectionally, it's going to make sure that it takes advantage of those people more than anyone. Does that make sense, Nails? Yeah, because we don't make that much more, like the money to afford a regular plane ticket like other people in other communities. There you go. It's just one plus one equals two. I know a lot of folks don't like Biden. I have never been a big Biden fan. But just like Alice Walker's character, the third life of Grange Copeland, maybe he is having a change of heart or change of ethics in this later twilight portion of his life. I mean, he's been through some things with his kids and, you know, with the insurrection, et cetera. So we gon' we gonna just keep saying, okay, okay, Biden, get them reparations or- now. Or he just listening to the black women that's around him. That would be a change as well, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure that would be a change because he wasn't listening when Anita Hill told him, do not put Clarence Thomas on this bench. He wasn't listening when Rosa Parks told him, do not put Clarence Thomas on his bench. And guess Mm. what? Here we Clarence Thomas coming back to bite him in the ass. All right. Coming up next. uh, (laughs) Trump. Again. There's always something with this fool. He was charging governments $10,000 to stay at his hotel. So make sure you stick around because we got more for you right here. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. 
Welcome back right here to the Amanda Seals Show. We've got some black urine news for you. I'm Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. So, okay. Trump, again, uh, there's always something with this fool. He was charging governments $10,000 to stay at his hotel. And it was basically payola for governments that were seeking to influence U.S. policy. These are governments like the United Arab Emirates, which it was just revealed that they definitely infringed uh, legally and illegally in our elections. Qatar, Turkey, China, the same China that he was talking all this mess about. The same countries that he's been trashing in the public forum into his supporters. He's charging them and trying to give them secrets. Okay. Sounds yes. about Trumpish to me. Malaysia spent hundreds of thousands of dollars at the Trump International Hotel in Washington at the same time they were trying to influence U.S. foreign policy. So these hotel receipts were obtained by the Oversight Committee and it shows $259,724 at the hotel during a one week stay. Okay, so that lets you know that it was going sideways. I just, it never ceases to amaze me that this guy is the shadiest of the shade. And uh, there's a number of different numbers floating around attached to different countries. And this is just the latest in the ways in which he was utilizing his presidency for shady. How is this even legal, bro? It's not. (laughs) (laughs) He still gets away with it. I don't think that's going to happen much longer because they're trying to put him away with it so that they can move on to another Republican candidate. I'm telling you, Nails, I'm telling you, I would bet money on it. I would, but I won't, because I don't care enough. <laughs> Keeping it right here to the Amanda Seals Show, uh, we got Ghostface, one of my favorite Wu-Tang members, who told a whole story about this shootout he had with the Delphonics, and I'm going to share a wild story of my own about the Dipset crew when we come back right here to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back right here to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. Hanging out with Nails. Good morning. Good morning. We get to talk about one of my favorite things right now. Well, my favorite people. The Wu-Tang and Ghostface Killer. Ghost showers is the time of the hour. Listen, so Ghostface Killer is a huge Delphonics fan. He literally has a whole song that he raps over La 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 means I love you. Not the instrumental. No, he raps it over them singing it. And uh, he told a story about a time where he actually got into a shootout with the Delphonics. And Wait. it's a story. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Delphonics? Delphonics? The Delphonics. No, it's a story that only, Delphonics? It's a story that only the ghost Dini can tell. So let's let him have the floor. <laughs> this is so funny shit. I got the Delphonics in the shootout on Staten Island. They in the shootout with me. The Delphonics. Delphonics. The Delphonics. Yeah. The niggas in the shootout with me. Kid, this kid playing games. I start shooting at this Oh my god. These niggas in the back of me in the fucking van. You know what I mean? And, 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 and money hitting back and those other niggas. So we just was crazy. So by the time I got to say sorry to these niggas. You know what I mean? They like, yo, don't worry about it, man. I said, told me to bring my knife and shit. Remember, these old men now, like, you know what I mean? Like, but they like mega cool, cause I'm thinking like, dang, what the fuck? I got the Delphonics in the shootout. Like, whoa, that's wild. wild. That's so wild. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is a But you know what? They feel it. They feel it. Yeah, they was on my album. Yeah. They might have did that record that night. After the 
Listen, <laughs> Philly, there you go. <laughs> Yo, your man said, I knew I should have brought my knife. <laughs> but guys, let's not bring knives to gunfights, okay? It, it never works out. It never uh, works out. But I'm just blown away that it's the Delphonics, bro. <laughs> and he was down, no. And he says the reason they were down is because they Philly, all right? Yeah. They Philly. <laughs> okay. So shout out to Ghost. Now, let me tell you, hip hop is just, it, there's always going to be good stories because you just never know what's going to happen. Like the actual folks that are in this hip hop industry are characters. So I used to be an MC and I was out in Long Island one time performing and I was performing at a show where Joelle Santana was the headliner. How me and Joelle Santana was on the same show together? Don't, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You a legend. We were, you a legend, Amanda. <laughs> But we were far in Long Island, like behind God's back. Now, I used to actually live a, a block away from Joel's mom, and his brother was always around the neighborhood. Everybody knew his brother, Twin, and he would always say what up. And basically, my homeboy uh, helped me move in and was from that neighborhood and told Twin, like, listen, look out for her. Mm -hmm. So after the show, the homeboy that had brought me out to Long Island ditched me. And I was just stuck in Long Island. He left me for a girl, of course. So I was stuck in Long Island, not knowing how I was going to get home. And I was just, I guess I looked like real concerned. And Twin was like, yo, you good? You good? And I was like, I, I don't think I'm good. No. And he was like, all right, you need a ride? What's up? And I was like, if you, yeah, like if you can just get me back to the city. He was like, nah, we're going to drop you at the crib. I'm like, okay, sure. Now I'm getting in a truck with like eight dudes, okay? Mm -hmm. I only know Twin. And I, I don't even know Joelle's like that. And everybody looks very serious. And I'm like, I know there's weapons in this car. I just, <laughs> I just, I feel it. I feel it. So I'm already just keeping my head on swivel, but I'm real quiet. We get in the car. And first of all, I want to say they were not calling each other the N-word. They were calling each... I don't even like calling it the N-word. They were not calling each other N with an A at the end. They were calling each other Beloved. <laughs> so they was like, yo, Beloved. Yo, yo, move over, Beloved. But they would still be aggressive. That was the comedy. It's like, yo, mm. Beloved. Yo, give me... give me, Yo, give me that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that New York That New York. That way. New York. <laughs> so the dude in the front seat, I think, was security. He was a big dude. And the driver was like just some random... Italian guy driving the car and he's pressing him like, yo, turn the radio on. We need the radio on, bruh. Turn the radio on. And the driver's trying to get us out of Long Island and make the radio work and figure it out. And he's like pressing him. And I'm like, dang, like, why is it so serious that they get the radio on? Is there a song that they're going to drop and they want to hear how many bombs Flex is going to drop on it? Like, what is the Word seriousness <laughs> of this? And also, I'm just, again, thinking like there's weapons in this car. They, this guy is not learning, figuring out how to turn on the radio. This could end very badly. They get the radio on. Homeboy in the front is like, shh. The whole truck gets quiet. They turn the radio higher. And to listen to. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight, the first of the 2008 presidential debates. Tonight, we'll no. be listening to Barack. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yo. These cats was focused. They are listening to this debate with earnestness, like commenting on it. Like, you know, I really, I really, I, I rocks with dude's fiscal policies. You know, I think that he really got something for us. Like, it was just one of those moments where you're like, you see, this is hip hop. You just never know where you're going to land. I still believe there were weapons in the car, but I got <laughs> home safely. <laughs> I got home safely and I've always respected Dipset on another level because of that night. So shout out to the whole Dipset. 
Dipset, 152 Harlem Twin, everybody. Dipset, 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 Dipset. Set. And shout out to y'all for always being willing to listen to my stories here at the Amanda Seal Show. Give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA if you have any fun stories that you want to tell. That's 855-6328. Thank y'all for always being willing to listen to my stories because I got a whole lot of them. And I like to share them with you right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Holy the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. You are checking in with me, Amanda Seals. And me, Nails. Give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA. That's 855-262-6328. We've got a lot of calls about that teacher in Texas that we talked about yesterday who was basically straight up telling his students, I'm racist and you should respect me for it. Well, we got more calls to talk about. So coming up next, we're going to share those right here on the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. of our show here on this hump day Wednesday. It's the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. You sound so uh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for but you sound so peculiar right now. I, I sound peculiar. Why do I sound like I'm going to trick up my sleeve? I really don't. Yeah. Uh, I've got black hair news up my sleeve though. We are going to revisit the story from yesterday about the racist teacher who was telling his students that he believes since he is ethnocentric that being white is the greatest. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to play a little game that we've been playing where you get to know me and Nails. Mm. Getting to know us. Also, we have your big up let down. You know you want to hear who got the big up and who got the let down, so make sure you stick around for that. We're going to discuss this and more. And you can always stay tapped in with us on our social media at Seals Set It. Again, that's at sign Seals Set It on all social media platforms and call us up at 855-AMANDA-8 or 855-262-6328. Good morning. Happy Hump Day Wednesday. It's the Amanda Seals Show. <laughs> we are back here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's your favorite common sense specialist and funny girl, Amanda Seals. And it's Nails. Good morning. Good morning. Now, we talked about this teacher in Texas who was being way too comfortable with his students by expressing to them that he considers his race to be superior and he is a white man. Deep down in my heart, I'm ethnocentric, which means I think my race is the superior one. And it just really spoke to how much parents have to remain visual because these teachers are not always there with the best of intentions and with the best information or even just the best knowledge themselves to, uh, you know, operate properly with your kids. And I asked y'all to call in if you've had any experiences with teachers operating outside of the lines of appropriateness with your kids. And of course, Philly, y'all got on the phone lines. <laughs> so uh, we're going to head into the phone lines and see what y'all had to say. Hey, Amanda. So, listen, I definitely had to check a um, teacher before for using the N-word. And um, it was so unfortunate because she really was acting, like, um, so oblivious to it. And I feel like the principal was black was kind of playing both sides. But I had to tell her, like, listen, I'm going to be very forward with you. The issue 
with you using it is that you're white. So, of course, these children are going to feel, you know, offended or they're going to get triggered by you using it. And she has such a nonchalant um, attitude about it. And, like, even the the principal was like, oh, you know, black, white, whatever, none of us should be using it, which kind of, like, just dismisses everything I was trying to say. But, um, yeah, she... She and she had a nerve. What was so crazy? She had a nerve to say, like, "Well, I said I used A on the end. I didn't use E R." <laughs> it was just so like, I'm like, you can't be serious. She ended up getting fired later down the line for something else. Um, but you know, I felt like they kind of let that slide for a while. You know. Of course she got fired down the line for something else because if she doing that, she was doing way more worse things. The nonchalantness, Lord, let me tell you. It, it, I, it's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. And, and this is crazy because it's people who are teachers at these schools who conceal this type of behavior all the time, by the way. Right. Because the other teachers know that she's doing this. The principal clearly doesn't care that she's doing this. They probably in their minds have made it like, well, she's just trying to connect with the students. Cut it out. We have another call. Uh, someone had to check a vice principal. I'm going to hear that. Hey, Amanda. So happy that you are part of Philly's um, just airwaves. You are just blessing us every morning. Um, I was calling in reference to the um, teacher, like having to check a teacher at the school. It not only was the teacher, it was the vice principal who decided that my child was ignoring him in the hallway where my child simply just had to go to the bathroom and was walking expeditiously. The teacher is calling him, not by name. He's just continuing to say excuse me to a bunch of kids in the hallway and decided to grab my child. My child turned around and said, yo, what are you doing? Um, because he didn't know who was grabbing him from behind. So with all that being said, my son gets in trouble, um, and I go to the school to speak with both the vice principal, principal and the principal, and they have the nerve to tell me that, uh, you know, by law, he can touch the students. And I was like, hold up, what did you just say? Mm-hmm. By law, you can touch students. So I reported it to the principal, and he said, well, you know, that's not what we would stand by, um, but that we do think that both parties were wrong, that my son shouldn't have reacted that way. Come to find out, end of last year, teacher or the vice principal gets fired because he's a creep, which is what I said initially. Love y'all. Have a good day. Oh, my God. <laughs> she dropped that on us. She said, love y'all. Have a good day. Do you, <laughs> like, I just... Parents Man. are taking their kids to school and trusting that when they drop their kids off at this institution that's supposed to be of education and upliftment, that they can expect their kids to be safe, that they can expect that the people there are going to be operating in the best interests of their children. And far too often we are seeing that is not the case. There's such a movement, particularly around black parents homeschooling for this particular reason. And I, I used to really be like, nah, you know, you can't homeschool children. They need to have social expe- expe- you know, uh, experience. They need to have that interaction. But more and more, I'm beginning to see that you just got to find other ways within the homeschool uh, curriculum to create that a- exchange. Because in a lot of places, these schools really are not set up in ways where parents can feel like they can trust that their kids are going to be taken care of. I remember one time a teacher called my mom and said, you know, I'd like to 
talk to you. I'd like to set a meeting because I have some concerns about Amanda. And uh, my mom said, well, you know what? That works out perfect because Amanda has some concerns about you. (laughs) (laughs) And so I say all that to say shout out to you parents who are listening to your kids. Shout out to you parents who are listening to your kids because so often kids are told to be seen and not heard and then things are happening to them and they don't have a safe space to go to to talk about it and to get the help that they need from the place of protection that they have, which is y'all. So shout outs to y'all for calling in and sharing your stories. We love it right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. Uh, I like to come up with different songs because Nails look surprised every time I sing. So (laughs) that's how it goes. And that's because... Nails and I don't really know each other. You know, we were brought together and it was serendipitous and we are learning each other in the same time that you guys are learning us. And so I said, you know what, why don't we do it a whole step further and actually play a little game, a getting to know you game right here on the air with y'all. So every time we play this game, we're going to ask each other two questions. One is like a lighthearted question, but one is a more deep, introspective question. Okay. Uh. Your voice completely changed when you were like, oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in today's edition of Getting to Know Nails and Amanda, uh, the question, the the lighthearted question is, what were you like in school, Nails? Like in like elementary, middle, high school. Elementary, middle, high school. I was, uh, you know, that one person that's like not part of a clique, but like everybody respects them. They're cool with all of them. The mayor. Pretty much, but not really like the mayor. I was more, I was an athlete, so I participated in all the sports. I, I ran track. That was okay. 40 pounds ago. Uh, <laughs> okay, got it, got it. Uh, but I was also a very, like, uh, involved student. I was part of the Push Coalition founded by Reverend Jesse Jackson. I was the president of that. Um, I was also uh, involved in our TV production at school. I was involved in our drama club. I was also involved in uh, the public address announcing for our sporting events at the school. So I was very involved when I was uh, in middle school, high school. Interesting. That doesn't surprise me though. Like that's your personality. You're the you're the jovial, happy guy. I feel like that makes perfect sense. Now I and, did the morning announcements and all too. People thought I was gonna be a news personality. I was like, nah. I mean, pretty close though. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Pretty close. I mean, because I was doing the same thing. Like I found out they had like a little news program when I moved to uh, Orlando and went to Palm Lake Elementary School, and I started being on the Paw. I think it was like we were like the. The Bobcats, or it was like the Paw, the Paw News, and then, <laughs> um, you know, I was in middle school. I same thing. I was doing that stuff, and I was doing like TV uh, editing classes and whatnot. And then I started nice. like on television. I was on my brother and me on Nickelodeon. So I was like doing actual like TV stuff in real life, and then being in school. I think for me in school, I was like the loud. I was like Napoleon Dynamite. Because it was like, I think to other people I was a nerd, but I had no idea. (laughs) And so I was just loud and little. Like I didn't have my growth spurt until like summer before senior year. And even then I only made it to five foot. So I was definitely like in the mix. I was a drama geek. So in my, in my high school, Dr. Phillips high school in Orlando, Uh, drama. DP. You better. Uh, listen we've been doing that chance since the 90s and they still do it i love it but yo like theater and theater and dp was like the same level as like football 
Like it was very oh, of serious. Course. Your school is directly across the street from where Nickelodeon was. So it's like and that, Universal they go is still there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it's kind of like a we were also were a, a visual and performing arts magnet and we really were like not playing games. So many folks came out of my school that have gone on and been successful in music. Luis Fonsi, like for Despacito, you know, Joey Fatone of NSYNC, like uh, me. We all went to Dr. Phillips High School. So it's, it's really uh, it was I a different go, time. I can go on with some names too, DJ Khaled. Correct. Shout out to uh, 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 Wayne Brady as well. Correct, like, correct, yeah, like correct. The names go on and on. Your school yes. got your school carry weight. I'm gonna tell you that. We <laughs> So I was that person in school. Like I was the one that was like performing in lunch at lunch, and like I ended up getting voted most talented. Me and my boy Michael Scott got most talented of the senior class of 1999, and he is currently playing uh, the genie in Aladdin on Broadway. So oh, nice, so nice. So there's that. Um, okay, are you ready for? Our serious dark question. questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. I'm open book. <laughs> okay, so our serious question is, what is your greatest fear? Ooh, losing mm. my mom. Mm. I was uh, I was close to it in 2009. Uh, mm. After graduating high school, uh, after graduating uh, undergrad. Um, I, I my mom ended up having to have quadruple bypass surgery on her chest. They had to bust oh her Lord. chest open and all that. And I never, I never remember my mom being sick like that. I never mm-hmm. seen my mom in the hospital like you know. So that was a moment that, like, being an adult, mm-hmm. kind of hit me right then and there because mm-hmm. I didn't know if my mom was gonna make it or anything. She went to the hospital. Her feet were swollen up and everything. Uh, my stepdad said she stopped breathing in her sleep and then he woke her up and said, you need to go to the hospital. And my, yeah. uh, the doctors told her like, if you would have waited at least another 24 hours, you guys would have been planning a funeral. Oh, so, you know, that was my biggest fear and it's still my biggest fear to this day. What is it about losing your mom? That- it's my best friend. It's my best friend, man. My first best friend, uh, still to this day, my best friend. We talk on the phone every day and, uh, you know, always... I'm a mama's boy, too. You know, all my exes, they're still cool with my mom. Right. Just to show you, like, you know, that's my girl, man. Well, I ask you that because I have a similar fear. Mm. But my fear is I know the inevitable that I'm going to lose my mom. So I don't have a fear of losing my mom because it's just what it is. My fear Mm. is the uncertainty of how I'm going to be after. Mm. Like, I don't. Like, I'm just like, is it going to change me irrevocably? Like, is there a version of me that exists on the other side of that loss that I can't fathom? And I'm just, I don't, I'm just, uh, I'm I'm afraid that it's going to take a wind out of my sails that I can't replenish. Of course, if you tell her, you know, because she knows this, but she's West Indian and Grenadians are very morbid. So she's like, oh! No, man, it'll be fine. You know, <laughs> you just gotta remember all the good times we had. And, you know, we had our time. I mean, at least you got to have me for a long time, man. You got to have me a long time. So, you know, Grenadians are very morbid about death. You know, she's, she's the type of person who will say, and just, you know, I'm still here, so don't get your black dress yet. <laughs> you don't get your black dress yet. <laughs> so, you know, Nails, we're, we're similar. We're similar. You were the mayor in high school. I wasn't the mayor, but I was like you in that I, like, knew 
like people in the different crews, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I think that that actually ends up saying a lot to why we ended up in this business where we do end up connecting with people from a lot of different places and spaces. And we both love our mamas who are our, yeah. who are down there in Florida. So Mama, shout, I love you. Shout to Mama Nails and Mama Seals. <laughs> if you missed any moment from this show, get the Amanda Seals podcast wherever you get your podcast. All you got to do is search the Amanda Seals Show. And you can stay connected with the show at theamandaseelshow.com. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Seals Show, we are heading out of here. It's Amanda Seals. And it's Nails Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Hit him with the Italian, all right. Now, tomorrow's <laughs> show is going to be great per usual. We're going to give you the latest Black Year news, plus the big up let down. Who's going to get the props? Who's going to get the blows? Stick around to find out. Also, rapper 21 Savage says that Nas, Nasir Jones, is irrelevant. <laughs> That's a bold statement. Yee. Uh, also, we want to ask, when is it too soon to start dating after a breakup? You know, I love me a relationship story, so I can't oh. wait to talk to y'all about that. We're going to unpack it all on Thursday. Check out the daily podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Nails, tell them where they can stay connected to us outside of the podcast and the show anytime on social media y'all make sure y'all follow us on twitter too i know a lot of y'all just dipped off of twitter because elon musk but we still on there at seals said it okay on all social media platforms at seals said it or call us up anytime at 855 amanda 8 that's 855-262-6328 now go forth and enjoy your wednesday <laughs> amanda seals show we up we up we up